it's only going to grow. Their influence is only going to grow. They also steal our stuff. They steal our technology. This is the Daily Signal podcast for Friday, September 22nd. I'm Samantha Sherris, and that was Representative Aaron Bean of Florida's 4th Congressional District. Earlier this week, the Subcommittee on Early Childhood Elementary and Secondary Education held a hearing titled Academic Freedom Under Attack, loosening the CCP's grip on America's classrooms. In his opening statement, Representative Bean, who chairs the subcommittee, said that over 500 K-12 schools across the United States have allowed the CCP to establish itself in their halls under the guise of Confucius classrooms. But when you pull back the curtain on these cultural exchange centers, you find a CCP-backed agenda that undermines the principles upon which our education system is built. Chairman Bean joins today's episode of the Daily Signal podcast to discuss Confucius classrooms, how the Chinese Communist Party is influencing our classrooms, and much more. But before we get to my conversation with Representative Aaron Bean, I want to tell you about a podcast that is hosted by the Heritage Foundation. Whether it's high prices at the pump, EVs, or power grid problems causing outages, energy and environmental policy impacts you, your community, and our country. And we're breaking down the how and the why on the Power Hour, a show on the Heritage Podcast Network. Host Jack Spencer brings in top experts to tell you what you need to know from gas prices to gas stoves and everything else in between, and what the decisions our leaders make means for all of us. Find the Power Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or just head to heritage.org podcasts. Today, I have the honor of welcoming Representative Aaron Bean of Florida's 4th Congressional District to the Daily Signal podcast. Representative Bean was elected to Congress in 2022 and is the chairman of the Subcommittee on Early Childhood, Elementary, and Secondary Education. Congressman, thanks so much for joining us. Samantha, what an honor it is to be here in your studio. Of course. Now, earlier this week on Tuesday, your subcommittee held a hearing titled Academic Freedom Under Attack loosening the CCP's grip on America's classrooms. In your opening remarks, you said that the influence of the Chinese Communist Party is rampant in America's classrooms and that over 500 K-12 through schools across the United States have allowed the CCP to establish itself in their halls under the guise of Confucius classrooms. First and foremost, tell us a little bit more about Confucius classrooms. So, uh, first of all, China has been aggressively maneuvering itself in the world for decades. And I, I like to tell everybody, I think America has first woken up to the Chinese, the aggressive nature of the Communist Chinese Party. The wake-up call came in the form of a Chinese spy balloon, and now Americans are waking up. So, this, uh, this conversation and, and study came from a report from uh, a group called Parents Defending Education. Mm-hmm. They found 143 of what's called Confucius Institutes, mm-hmm. which it's under the guise, the, uh, the, the disguise is it's a goodwill move by China 
to put a cultural center. They give money. They give uh, they give volunteers to teach the language and the culture. But what we've discovered, it's just a front to spread propaganda by the Communist Chinese Party. Mm-hmm. And can you speak more to, you know, between this report and what we heard at the hearing on Tuesday, how the CCP is influencing our classrooms? Well, they come in and they they sort of soft pedal their propaganda, but yet they also whitewash history by eliminating Taiwan. You can't talk about Taiwan. You can't talk about Tiananmen Square. You can't talk about the Uyghurs. You can't talk about uh, Tibet, the Dalai Lama, all these things that they are influencing and really trying to grasp the young minds of young students mm-hmm. to say how great China is. And so we're raising that alarm. We're raising the red flag, really, to let everybody know this is happening and schools need to be aware of what's going on. And just regarding the conversation, um, we've had Nicole Neely, actually, um, who was a witness on Tuesday, on the show before to talk about the report um, that you referenced, uh, Little Red Classrooms. Why was it important for you to not only, you know, host this hearing, but also bring attention to this issue? Well, let's call Nicole Neely what she is. She's a fireball, Mm -hmm. a fireball for freedom. And she stood courageously to say, this is happening, America. Let's wake up because we just ignore it. So many people ignore it. It's important to know. She also has flagged. It's a red flag, by the way. So let's be clear what that is as well. But a red flag on They're really focused on schools surrounding our military bases. So they're focused on kids, uh, the the sons and daughters of our servicemen and women at these bases. So they know exactly uh, what they're doing. But people like Nicole Neely and the uh, Parents Defending Education have have called, uh, I guess, raised that flag and said, this is happening, America. We all need to be aware of it. Schools need to be aware of it. Uh, I'm going to tell you the biggest shocker. The biggest shocker for me, you were there. You were there, Samantha. You were there and you watched the hearing. The biggest, I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a naive new congressman. You know, I've been there nine months now. We came in and uh, there is a lot of fighting between parties. And I keep thinking, what issue, what issue is going to bring us together? Mm-hmm. I would have bet the farm yesterday, well, whenever our committee was two days ago, I would have bet the farm that this issue, mm-hmm. China invading America through our classrooms, you know what? This is going to be the issue that brings parties together. Mm-hmm. Shocker. They were on the other side. Democrats uh, seem to excuse it or say it's uh, Asian-American racism. Uh, They ignored the problem and how we want to welcome culture and how important it is to learn the language. So uh, this is not the issue that brought the parties together. So thank goodness there were a lot of folks like uh, Dr. Virginia Fox, who stood up for freedom, uh, Lisa McLean, uh, Burgess Owens, uh, so many other patriots. Mary Miller stood up and said uh, that we need to call the Chinese what they are, propagandists trying to uh, take the minds of American youth. Mm-hmm. And you just brought up the military bases with these, uh, you know, Confucius classrooms surrounding them. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, they're, at least in the uh, Little Red Classrooms report, there were 20 um, that they were able to identify around the military bases. In terms of what you were talking about in your opening statement with, you know, the 500 K through 12 schools, where are some of those located throughout the country? There are 34 states. So you wow. think uh, if you're listening in, there's a great chance mm-hmm. that your state has one or two uh, in them. But mm-hmm. to, to call attention to it, 
You know, Oklahoma had a handful, and we heard from Ryan Walker yesterday, who's one of the senior leaders in education in Oklahoma, that uh, they started having a requirement that if you're accepting money from foreign influences, particularly the the uh, China, then that needs to be uh, everyone needs to know it. And he's had success with reporting requirements. That's something that we need to study going forward to make sure that maybe that's an option to prevent or at least let everybody know this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Something I also wanted to highlight from the hearing um, that you talked about were the risks associated with Confucius classrooms. And you talked about how they're threatening America's national, geopolitical, and academic interests. Uh, First and foremost, let's talk about national security. What are the risks associated with Confucius classrooms in relation to national security? Well, we're just we're allowing our enemy. And let's mm-hmm. be let's be clear. China is is moving as an adversary. They are uh, making strategic moves around the globe mm-hmm. to uh, thwart American influence. They're buying up mining rights in Africa and South America. These countries do dominate uh, a lot of the rare earth minerals that are the future of our production. They know uh, exactly what they're doing. And so we need to wake up. They're, they're promoting apps like TikTok that record and spy on our on our young people and everybody that is on those types of, of platforms. So all this information can and perhaps could be used against us in in maneuvers going forward as they're getting aggressive in, in their maneuvering. So that is a definitely a, a national uh, concern mm-hmm. for us. And also, you know, just to continue on uh, with geopolitical interests, if you could speak more to that. Well, we just need to be aware. You know, mm-hmm. they told us when this Chinese spy balloon, the administration said, oh, don't be alarmed. Uh, First of all, it was a weather balloon. Then it was just simply off course. Then it was just following the winds. But yet it always seemed to hover over our military bases and just long enough to take multiple pictures. You know, in Montana, for some of our missile sites, I think it circled uh, more than three times to make sure it got the the clear pictures. And uh, only when it left uh, airspace did we shoot it down. We were told, Samantha, we were told don't worry. They're not recording. They're not taking pictures. They're not doing anything. Uh, they were. Oh, we were told, don't worry. They're not transmitting in real time. They were. They were. So uh, this administration, and that's another discussion of, of why they didn't shoot down the, the, uh, the, the spy balloon immediately. Are they compromised? That's another conversation, too. But uh, it certainly has raised uh, America's uh, attention that mm-hmm. China is not a friend. Mm-hmm. And then just finally, academic interests, um, if you could expand on this and, and you know, sort of just uh, walk us through what you talked about on Tuesday's hearing uh, with regard to academic interests. Well, they want to rewrite history. China wants to rewrite history and China wants to, to whitewash history. We want to be clear today. And so your listeners know we are not trying to be at war with the Chinese people. We're not trying to uh, push back against the, the rich culture of China. But uh, but it's the government. The government is the one that's active, uh, active being actively being aggressive and trying to, as uh, all the things we mentioned, that you can't talk about uh, Taiwan and, mm-hmm. and uh, Tiananmen Square. We heard Brandon Williams, Representative Brandon Williams from, from New York, who was in China at the time Tiananmen Square went down. And he also has a great story to tell of how that went down. And now that's, that's erased from history if you're in China, because we know they're not about freedom. They're about control 
and our heart aches for the 1.4 billion people that are under the control of tyranny and repression. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're standing up to. That's something that we're raising the red flag to, and hopefully the hearing uh, brought attention. And Samantha, I think we're already at a success. If if you and uh, this podcast is is spreading that message, mm -hmm. we're raising the the flag that everybody needs to know that China needs to be uh, watched. They're an aggressor. They're not our friend. Mm -hmm. uh, they are an agitator, and we need to put them in a corner. What's at stake um, if we aren't able, you know, in the United States to counter this influence of the Chinese Communist Party in our own classrooms? It's only going to grow. Their influence is only going to grow. Another topic on another podcast, we can talk about their infiltration of higher ed, of the universities that have accepted money from the Communist Chinese Party. What happens there? They continue to spread their influence. They also, Samantha, they steal our stuff. They steal our technology. And we've had hearings on college campuses, how they come in and they want to, you know, they'll have a donor that will give this college money, but they always want to focus it on the on the computer lab or on the quantum physics department or whatnot, and they get their hooks into that technology and whatever comes out, they steal it. So we're also telling universities they need to be aware of, their, their, uh, that they need to be keenly aware that China's on the move mm -hmm. and, uh, and we just don't need to sell out for money. We need to be aware that this is gonna have long-term impacts on our country if we're not aware of it. Absolutely. Congressman, just before we go, what are the next steps? You know, we had this hearing on Tuesday. Um, we had the witnesses come forward, uh, you know, with regard to the Little Red Classrooms uh, report. What happens now? I think we're going to look at legislation to just have reporting requirements uh, that everybody that's accepted money uh, from foreign influence needs to report it. It needs to be widely known who's doing what and who's, you know, what they're up to. And then uh, really examine China, who's been aggressively doing this. So we need to let everybody know that they're out there, they're on the prowl, mm -hmm. and so we need to be aware. So maybe, uh, I don't know, in the coming months, this is something that will be introduced. I, Dr. Fox has talked about it. Mm -hmm. Our committee has talked about it, and hopefully we'll have a, a product that, that we've got work to do, because I've already mentioned there are mm -hmm. people in our, in our committee that, that refuse to acknowledge that this is even a problem. Mm -hmm. And with that, um, I just wanted to give you opportunity, final thoughts. Um, if there's anything, you know, key takeaways that you want our audience members to know about Confucius Classrooms um, and the work that your subcommittee is doing. You've got a lot of people that want to keep uh, our country free and mm -hmm. strong and to be aware that there are uh, countries, bad actors that want to uh, harm us as a country. And so, uh, I think you got a lot of patriots in Congress that are working to do that. I want to thank you. That committee, Samantha, you get credit for, for sticking <laughs> around. That was a very long uh, committee. We heard from a lot of people. And for you to stick with us and then to talk about it on, on this mm -hmm. podcast is certainly appreciated and to be commended. Of course. Well, we appreciate you coming into the studio. It's such an important topic that we will certainly be continuing to follow. Congressman Aaron Bean of Florida's 4th Congressional District. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Samantha. Have a great day. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to my interview with Representative Aaron Bean of Florida's 4th Congressional District. Make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. And while you're at it, make sure to subscribe to The Power Hour as well. 
Thanks again for listening. Have a great Friday, and we'll be back with you all this afternoon for top news. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.